0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: And good evening, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of We Got Next with Derek Gervin and Paul Morkeski. I'm Ricky Hanson coming to you on a Monday evening. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Hope everybody out there is doing well. And don't forget, you can watch this show and and you can listen to this show on the Believe.com sports network that's believe.com dot vcom get this and all the past shows uh lots to talk about tonight guys uh hello and welcome to both of us
2: good evening ricky good evening uh listeners thank everybody for tuning in tonight how are you mr hampton
1: i am doing well fellas i'm doing well we had a uh an exciting weekend of uh NFL football. Well, it depends on who whose team you were pulling for. Whether the weekend was exciting, <laughs> and <laughs> as long as you as
0: long as you weren't watching the Eagles game, it was exciting. <laughs> right.
1: Well, let's let's start tonight night off talking a little uh, a little NFL guys, and uh, I want to get your thoughts on what uh, on what you saw the weekend, and what you think is going to happen uh, uh, going forward in the uh, uh, National Football uh, League. What what team? What team was most impressive to you? I'll start with you, uh, Mo.
0: Um, the Bengals. Um, you know we, I, you know the Bills are have been up on our list, especially Derek's for the whole season for a reason. I mean, they're good offense, have a good quarterback, one of the best defenses, and I think. Remember, I brought it up about a month ago when the, their uh, defensive player um, uh, got hurt. I can't, the uh, defensive DeMar, man. Demar
2: Demar Hamlin. Line. No, the, the defense talking, talking about
0: like, defensive oh, tackle? The, the, oh, the yeah. defensive tackle. Okay, okay. Yeah, who's what's his name? Uh, he was with the Rams before, right?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll have it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think a couple of years ago he was a defensive player. I mean, that you know, Von Miller. Like, yeah, Von Miller. Yeah, I mean, okay, one player, but. Someone like that impacts your defense all over the place. But, you know, snowing, um, uh, you know, uh, the young man back from his injury of three weeks ago back in the stadium, um, you know, just the whole setup uh, was set up for the Bills to, you know, come through and, and be heroes and win. And the Bengals, man, and, and uh, uh, Burroughs is the real deal. He, he kept throwing those dump off passes and not panicking, and um, you know, on a, on a slippery, wet field. And to me, that 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 was the most impressive performance of the weekend. To me, was the Bengals going in and beating the Bills at at, at their place.
1: And and and, and he played uh, the latter part of the season with a uh, separated shoulder which kind of explains why they weren't able to hold the line of scrimmage like they normally do against the run. They got pushed around yesterday. Was, you know, you out there with a separated shoulder. It's, it's almost like, is it better if you play or or don't play? Because how effective can you be, especially playing defensive tackle, uh, Derek?
2: Well, it was sad to me because, you know, I picked Buffalo all season. Um uh, and they got a lot of work ahead of them. They got dominated on both sides of the ball. And they made Josh Allen look pedestrian. And, you know, that broke my heart. But I have to give it up for the Bengals. Um, as we know, they went to the Super Bowl last year. And it looks like they've retooled this year. Uh, the guys have all still bought in. And they're a team that believe they can win. So um, I was sad to see my Buffalo lose. But I was also happy to see a team like uh, Cincinnati, how they came out and dominated, and they showed that they were the best team. So that would be the, the biggest uh, game for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at Burroughs, you know, everything, everything, but had two TDs and zero interceptions, and Josh Allen had no touchdown passes and one interception. So, you know, 25 to 42.
2: Yeah. No running game. No running game.
1: And Cincinnati... Who only averaged about ninety something yards a game? I think they were twenty eighth in the league in rushing. They ran the ball for uh, over one hundred and fifty yards yesterday. Joe Mixon against uh, against Buffalo.
2: Joe Mixon. So,
1: so, and, and 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 look, a lot of the two who and, and we talk about a lot, especially about the NBA, who's healthy. Man, the Bills are really kind of beat up down the stretch uh, this year. Not, and I'm not making excuses for it. It's just, that's just a fact that, uh, you, you lose certain guys, man. That is a problem. That is a problem. And you think about it. The chiefs lost Mahomes for a while, uh, in Saturday's game, uh, with, with the Jaguars. And I think that's one of the main reasons that score was, uh, 27, 20 Kansas city. And they, uh, They struggled with the Jaguars uh,
0: most of the day. Yeah, but, I mean, they were – the Chiefs were on a roll till Mahomes got hurt. And then he went down with an ankle, which hopefully it's not too bad, but it looked bad. He comes out, and their backup quarterback goes 98 yards and scores a touchdown. Uh, But then, just like you just said with the separated shoulder, you put in Mahomes, who has a jacked-up ankle, and now he's limping around and can't be as effective. Now, he made some – phenomenal plays, one on a, a third down where he stepped up in the pocket and delivered a 20-yard pass for a first down. But at the same time, you know, he wasn't the same Mahomes. So is it better to, to you know, take, you can't do it, period. You can't do it as a coach. He says he's ready, he's playing. But is it better to play the guy that was consistent and solid and, and uh, do that for the rest of the game? But, um, you yeah, know, that. Well,
1: that's my question for you guys. As, as, as coaches, how do you make that... I know if he's... As a guy like Mahomes gets a lot of leeway. Hey, Coach.
0: Absolutely. No question. I mean, let's run it back. Okay. I'm playing with the Milwaukee Bucks and uh, uh, uh Sidney Moncrief is hurt, uh, but he says he's okay. Nelly's going to play him. I say I'm hurt. Nellie says, you need to sit down then. We'll play Randy Brewer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different scenario, man. Yeah, I mean... <laughs>
2: Well, it's not a whole lot I can say about that. I mean, for him to get hurt, um, you know, all of Kansas City was breathing heavy. Uh, But he he manned up. uh, He came back into the game. Uh, I got to give Jacksonville some credit, though, because this is a team that uh, no one has really talked about this year. Uh, They've been under the radar all season. Uh, Trevor Lawrence actually had a good year. And he's brought the uh, offense. They're, they're not a bad-looking team. Uh, the defense was pretty good. And they're a team that's going to be reckoned with next year. So I'm not going to um, give Kansas City all the credit, even though they won the game. I'm going to give Jacksonville some credit for continuing to fight and making it a game. But, Ricky, I got to say this quickly. if we, Before I even start picking or before you ask, one team hasn't lost since October, I believe. Cincinnati, and we know uh, the 49ers haven't lost in a while. So that might be the Super Bowl that we're looking at, um, unless one of those teams falters at the end. But right now I would have to say, man, those teams have been on the roll, and it's been uh, enjoyable to see. Well, well, I want to work my way to that matchup, but I I do want to uh, uh, check in uh, on –
1: well, let's talk about these two teams, and and we'll start – in in uh, San Francisco or Santa Clara, where they played, where the 49ers knocked off the Cowboys 19 to twelve,
0: and, and they're
1: doing this, guys, with a rookie quarterback who was the last player drafted. Wow. So I thought you need to have these superstar quarterbacks to go
0: deep into the playoffs. It depends on how good you are. And if, uh, if okay, so let's talk about Dak Prescott then. The, the great quarterback, Dak Prescott, who throws two interceptions in the first half because he's trying to do too much. And then you have Purdy, who is being so, uh, super conservative and just making the easy play. But let's face it, uh, the 49ers barely won against the uh, uh, Cowboys team that Dak Prescott is was horrendous their field goal kicker can't even get the ball off the ground I could kick better than he could the one was luckily blocked because that was 80 yards left and they beat them 19 to 12 19 to 12 so I mean let's let's talk okay you know the Niners and they have a lot uh, my money's on the
2: Eagles to beat them why because it was 19 12 Paul
0: yes at home what, what, what,
2: what, about what about matchups? What uh,
0: about matchups? Nineteen to twelve against a, ter- a quarterback that was terrible, a kicker that came and even kick a field goal, and, and, they, you know, won, but, and they won. <laughs> yeah, nineteen to twelve. You have to decide. Hey, you know what? We can either you know uh, kick an extra point, or we can go for two again. What do you want to do? Well, we could we could either kick a kick a thirty yard field goal, or we could go on fourth and twelve. They would have have been better off
1: going, hey, let's just go for two, man, like some of those high schools do that don't have
0: (laughs) – But I mean, i just go by what I see. And the way Philadelphia handled the Giants uh, and the way uh, 49ers struggled with Dallas, my money is on the Eagles. Well, I'm
2: going to go with the 49ers um, because I I can't compare playing against Dallas against playing against Philadelphia because they're two different teams and they're two different styles. Uh, I thought in the playoffs, and San Francisco's done what they're supposed to do. You win and advance. I don't care if you get outplayed um, the whole game, but if you win on the scoreboard, then you won and you advance to the next round. So Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a heck of a game. It's hard to tell right now with Philadelphia, uh, with Hurts being back just a few games. So I think uh, he might have a little rush, possibly. And I've said um, a few, for a few couple months now that Jalen Hurts hasn't really had a bad game this year. And, hey, this might be the game. So, for me, I'm going to go with the 49ers. Um, I just think they're on a the roll. And I think they're, they'll be a little bit uh, – they'll be a little more physical uh, than Philadelphia. But I think it'll be a great game. It'll be a close game. But I'm going to get the 49ers a slight edge because of Kiff uh, McCaffrey and Debo Sweeney and those, Debo and those guys. Is Hurts your MVP, uh, Derek? He really is for me, but, you know, he missed those two weeks. So, you know what they're going to do. They're going to pull a Steph Curry move and give it to the the popular guy, Mahomes. But, yes, it should be Jalen Hurts. He went 13-1. and one.
0: When do they vote on that? When do they give that
2: out? Uh, that's
1: a good question, Mo. I, I'll look that up.
0: If they don't give it out for another couple of weeks, it depends on who wins this weekend. Give it to. No, give it, it to goes me. by regular. It's a regular it's, it's season reg- award. Yeah, absolutely great, but not really. <laughs> I mean, well, the, gonna yeah, vote. it's
1: going to depend on. It, you're right. It, it, if they're <laughs> voting after the regular season, I mean that.
0: I mean, you're going you to tell me that they don't take that in, in consideration. But I mean, let me ask. Let me ask you this. You know, I'm not that much a football guy. Whose defense is better, um, Dallas's? No, I mean. Uh, yeah, Dallas' or the Eagles? Who's, whose defense is better? For me, it's the Eagles. They're more consistent.
1: I, I say I say the Eagles.
0: Okay, so just, now. Just
1: because of what. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, so now if I'm. if, I, if uncle the, just if,
1: went through and say you're right. Of course,
2: I'm in Philly tonight.
0: If guys, you so go by the secondary. A the Cowboys,
2: Ricky, if you go by the secondary, the Cowboys are right there. But if you go by overall, there's no question
0: in my mind, it's the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And did Parsons, Parsons get hurt or something during the game or something like that too? One of their best defensive players? Uh, he, he can't play. Yeah, he got a little hurt, yeah. but a little put yeah. yeah, yeah. So that, that's my thought. I mean, if the 49ers can score only 19 points against Dallas, then they're going to score less against the Eagles. So, you know, <laughs> looking at, looking at you, score, you score 21 in the game. If that's your rationale for real, Paul? Are you kidding? No. Why? Why wouldn't? It, why wouldn't it be? If you can, I mean, if you can only score nineteen, and now you're going to go play a defensive team that's better, how are you going to think you're going to score more than nineteen? Then I don't. But, I wouldn't. Sure. But, but, but the thing is, they're coming to Philly, though. That that's going to be an issue. Oh, summer. they're playing. In, they're, playing they're, they're, they're playing in Philly. They're playing in Philly.
1: Yeah, the Eagles the Eagles have a uh, a real advantage oh, uh, playing at home.
0: Shoot. I, hey, I, hey, Paul, hey
1: Ricky. Does, does that
2: change your that change your opinion now?
0: No, I I'm doubly on Philly now.
2: Hey, hey Ricky, didn't, didn't Buffalo play at home? That's true. So, but I got nothing to do with it. This is playoff time. It's the best team, the most yeah, prepared team. No, the crowd can't throw yeah, a football. I'm football. not talking about the crowd about the weather. I'm not talking about the crowd. The, 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 the team that shows up ready, that's, what, that's yeah. the problem. That's what Buffalo probably thought. But San Francisco showed up to play the game. That's why you play these games. The weather is not going to dictate. The team that's most prepared is going to win this game. And that's all that's gonna matter. The weather doesn't play for you. It's the guys that can handle it and can deal with the adversity.
0: The best team is gonna win.
2: The do you, weather do
0: does have the weather does have something to do with it, how much it has to do with it. Obviously the players play the player, but that weather but does looked, have uh, let me let me finish. The weather does have okay. something to do with it, especially if it's a warm weather team like the 49ers going into cold weather. It definitely has a, an effect. I mean what's colder Paul Buffalo or Philly they're just the, they're the same no so they are the, the bills lost to Buffalo right No, I mean, the bills, the bills, are bills are lost to yeah. the Bengals they're both cold uh, cold city teams so it didn't affect the game very much but if the 49ers who are on the west coast in warm weather, go to Philly, which is on the East Coast in cold weather, that will have an impact on those players, I believe. Well,
1: well here, here's why I think I, – and, and, and Derek is right about what – what what. Uh, I, I totally agree with you, Derek, what Cincinnati did yesterday in Buffalo. They went up there and they took that crowd out of the game. They got the first two drives, drove it down their throat and took Bill's mafia and, and set them up. And then they ran the ball down their throat. But, but, but San Francisco coming to Philly with their rookie quarterback as good as he's been, I think that's going to be a problem
2: for Purdy. Well, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see, of course. I, I, I just, they just, um, all I can know, they played cold, they played in cold weather and they won, what, 12 in a row? So all those straight. games weren't in eighty degrees. Yes. <laughs> so they so they they got a good team. I'm not. I don't. They still. Both teams are gonna have to line up. I don't care how much you play in the cold. I'm from Detroit. You still get cold. That, that, so, that,
0: yeah. that's, that's a good point. <laughs> the same man. You, when you went
2: when you went twelve straight, you
0: they I mean, played in but, cold weather.
1: That that think about how remarkable that is. What they've done with with a. a, a you know, rookie, rookie. quarterback, uh, last guy drafted to, to Ricky.
2: To, you know what? What I, like, what I like about Purdy is he's a guy that you can, he manages the game very well, but they also have enough confidence in him. Shanahan and the offensive coordinator, when they need to make a big throw, a big play, they have enough faith in him. So it's not like they're making yep. it a regular thing, kind of like the Cowboys trying to force Dak to become the Dan Marino. This team is picking their spots. And that's why I picked them. Uh, I
0: like it. I love the Eagles. Yeah.
1: You know
2: that yeah,
0: right. I, I okay, agree with you. To... <laughs> okay, I, I, let's I... go back. So they won their last 12 games, right? Yep. Yeah. More than that, right? One... Yeah. Well, they lost to Houston, right? Oh, that's preseason, never mind.
2: They hadn't lost in a while. They won. They
0: haven't lost. They won twelve in a row. So.
2: And, and think about this yeah,
1: okay, guy. Garrett.
0: They They they, lost their
1: first game of the year to Chicago in a rainstorm. Yep. San Francisco. Yep.
0: Then they beat they beat Seattle. Then they lost to Denver. Then they beat the Rams in LA. Then they beat Charlotte in Charlotte. Then they lost in Atlanta. uh, Atlanta. They lost to Kansas City. They, They won in LA. They won in LA again. They won in Arizona. They won in Miami. They won in Tampa Bay. They won in Las Vegas, and they won in Arizona. What do those all those places have in common?
1: Yeah, but that's not twelve. I'm sure they've gone somewhere cold in one, too.
0: Yeah, that's eight of them. They they beat they beat um, uh, Packers in 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 uh, Green Bay.
1: But, yeah, and they beat Green they beat the Packers in Green Bay last year in real cold weather. But but you know that we'll, we'll see on that. We'll, we'll see. Now, not, my, 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 my concern basketball. is their rookie quarterback.
0: Yeah, in cold weather. Yeah.
1: My concern is the rookie quarterback, but they but think about this, they won with three quarterbacks. They had the kid that got hurt the first game. Yeah. They had Garofalo. So that's a credit not to Shanahan and his stance. And his Ricky,
2: Ricky, you know what hurt me the most? Because I'm not a 49er fan. When they brought in Christian McCaffrey.
1: Yeah, that was a great change. That changed,
2: that changed the dynamics for me, no matter who they play.
1: That, that's that is a great well, change. Because he, he's
2: from a cold, a cold city, Carolina Panthers. So <laughs> he'll have the ball in his hands a lot
0: and he's used to the cold weather. Hey, yeah. well, here's
2: uh, what uh, I want. Go ahead, Mo.
1: Go ahead, Mo. The, uh, the
0: one thing that in my opinion holds them together and makes them travel well and is part of the record is they have the number one defense in the league, correct?
1: Got a great defense.
0: So I mean, you can score if you have number one defense. I guess you can score nineteen points a win.
1: You know, got a great defense, no doubt about yeah. that. And 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 I think and I think because they have that great defense, that allows them to allow Purdy to do some of the stuff you said, Derek. You know what? Let's let him go because he turned it over. We'll get it right back. We but got he doesn't turn it, it over. He,
2: he doesn't turn it over. But yeah, he, does he doesn't turn it over. over. So let's see what better.
1: Hey, uh after the uh um uh, at the end of the Bills game yesterday, obviously they're frustrated, losing at home. Stefan Diggs, captain of the team, was caught by the cameras, yelling at the star quarterback Josh Allen. Both you guys, former NBA players, you guys been in locker rooms and you know, you travel with your teammates, been in high pressure games. What is it like when – and you don't always agree with your teammate, whether you're playing the NBA or is me playing at the wide with my buddies. What, what is that whole dynamic and what do you think about uh, Stefan Diggs and, and his reaction to the game yesterday, which he said today when people asked him about it, he said, hey, y'all want me to be happy when we lose?
2: So uh, let's
1: start with you, Derek, and then go to you,
2: Paul. I didn't have a problem at all uh, with him getting upset with uh, him and Josh Allen because that happens all the time. My problem was him leaving the locker room before the coaches came in, you know, like a little baby. Go grab Uh his clothes, you know, grab all this stuff and leave. And then a practice player had to talk him into coming back. And then he comes back and he leaves again. That was my problem. Uh, I had no problem with him and Josh Allen. My problem was with these uh, adult uh, players acting like kids. And after the game, you 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 owe it to your team. No matter how upset you are, you're getting paid a salary. So you your job is to stay in the locker room with the rest of the team through good and through bad, through thick and through thin. And that was the problem I had with it. Uh, once again, it's setting a, a bad example for young kids to follow. Uh, you lose, you pout, and that's fine. But then when you start being untrue to your team and leaving the locker room before the coaches come in, that's where I have the problem.
1: Well, that's a great point, Derek. What about you, Mo?
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, more so in football than basketball. In basketball, there is like confrontation arguments. Most of them seem to be in the locker room or um, on the practice court. In football, it seems like there's way, way more arguments between players and coaches and quarterbacks and receivers because every receiver thinks they're open on every play and and all that. And it seems like they're more demonstrative uh, in football on the sidelines, maybe because they have more time on the sidelines in basketball. You're on the court playing, <laughs> but now in football. Even if you're the best quarterback, you spend most, almost half the time on the sidelines. So maybe that's it. And, you know, there'd be like, he didn't throw his helmet. He, you know, he, he reacted probably in a bad way, but now uh, I didn't know. But when Derek says what he did in the locker room, that's, that's ridiculous. That's so childish. I mean, you know, number one, how hard is it to sit in a locker room and just sit there? You just have to sit there. Because to say nothing, you have to do nothing. You just sit there for another 30, 20 minutes. So so what? So you got to you gotta make a scene. That's a, that's a statement right there. You're making a scene, taking your clothes, you're leaving, then you're coming back, then you're leaving to go. You know, that that's a scene. And that, like Derek said, that's bad for kids to read that and watch that. I mean, how about when uh, – I can't remember his name – the crazy receiver or, or whatever – T- took his jersey off. And Antonio and, Brown. Yeah, I mean, you You can't just stand on the sidelines quietly. Go sit down. Put a damn hey, ball. Paul, Paul <laughs> but here goes the funny part. They threw the ball.
2: The guy got targeted 10 times. <laughs> so if he caught four, why is he mad at Josh Allen?
0: <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. He it's threw it ridiculous. to you 10
2: times, man.
0: Uh, I don't know. I think the sports is going in that direction. And like Derek said, uh, you know, he, he's he said some things about taunting and sixth grade. It's it's all trickling down. Third
2: grade. Third yeah, grade.
0: It's, it's it's trickling down. They, es- they see that stuff. It's bad.
1: Hey, hey, hey Derek, don't insult the don't insult the sixth graders. Third grade. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Hey, hey Derek, <laughs> when you guys, when you guys playing to me, say you on a fast break and, and Mookie Blaylock didn't pass you the ball or whatever. Did you come back and say something to him about that? Uh, ever...
2: Sometimes guys, some guys would jokingly say, hey, man, you missed me. Uh, me, I didn't say it because I knew if Mookie did it, it wasn't intentional. And he, I just made a I bad just,
1: example because he was a great. Well, player. I'm
2: just saying any point guard, I don't think players are missing you on purpose. So that's why you got to stay mentally ready. Um, I, they're going to come back to you. You're going to get your opportunity. So if I didn't get it on this fast break, guess what I do? I'm a, I play the odds. So if I get out there on five or six more fast breaks, the odds say at some point I'm going to get the ball. So instead of whining, man, you just find ways to make it work and uh, make the correction. That's that's what it is about to me
0: when you're talking about winning in sports or life. Yeah, I mean, as a big guy, I mean, big guys, we we run 50 times to get the ball three. Maybe that's just part of the deal, you know, and, you know, sometimes you might say, hey, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm playing against so-and-so and I'm, I'm, I'm more open than usual or whatever, but, you know, you, you're not going to make a big deal about it unless you have a problem and, you, and guys start looking you off or looking people off, which they do in the NBA. They look you off and, and you know, play. We used to, uh, uh, Coach used to call it brother-in-law ball. So you guys playing brother-in-law ball? <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> Johnny Moore, I love you. Forgive me, forgive, forgive me Johnny.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: hey, hey, so, no, you know, that, that could be a problem. But, I mean, and I'll tell you what. Uh, John Lucas, who, Luke, who I play with in Milwaukee, you know, he would flat out tell you, if I pass you the ball and you don't score or you fumble it or do something stupid, I'm never passing you the ball again, ever. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're you're messing with my assist. <laughs>
1: now, now, well, okay, here's one more. What if it's a rookie point guard who misses you, Derek, then he misses you again, and the same thing with you, Mo. okay. Mookie Blaylock, established NBA star. John Lucas, established NBA guy. Go- but what about some rookie guy who misses you? Do you approach him? I'm sure yeah. you approach him
2: differently. I'm going to approach him, but I'm not going to, you know, try to take away his confidence because I still want him to get me the ball. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I I mean, I can't be a fool about it. I have to still play mind games with him and let him know that I'm on his side. Um, I'm not going to be too happy about it. But I got to look at the other side as well. Who's the other guy that's open? So if mm. he's throwing it to Randy Brewer and I'm open, yeah, I'm going to be mad as hell. Excuse my language, people. <laughs> but but so sometimes that factors in. Who Who's on but, the other side on the receiving end?
0: But if he's throwing it to
2: Jack Sigma, that's okay.
0: <laughs> oh, right. See, that's what I'm be throwing to you, Paul. I'm good. I just said <laughs> not Randy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why, in my opinion, like in basketball, the point guard position is the hardest position coming in as a young player because uh, you got to know when you need to score, when you need to pass, and who you need to pass to. Because everybody wants the ball and everybody's always open and everybody has big ego, so it's a tough, tough position. And that's why Derek said, you know, even if you have a rookie that might have looked you off a couple times, you can't you can't jump on him because he'll he could be ruined forever or you know that kind of stuff. It's tough, tough position. You know, there's ways to address it. You
1: know, well, I mean, mean that's that's but y'all, y'all, two good pros. I mean, that's
2: hey, Ricky, but you can't lose your teammate, remember? Everybody handles um, things differently, some guys handle negativity differently, so you have to always um, be mindful of who you're the person you're dealing with. It's the same as a coach, every player is not going to take. Uh, criticism or constructive criticism is the same. So you have to always be mindful of the player that you're dealing with.
0: Now, Don Nelson one of the greatest coaches ever. And uh, when I was going into coaching, I, I, I talked to him a lot. And I asked him about uh, treating players and different players. And he said, listen, Mo, you got to find out who on your team. You got to know your roster. You got to know them inside and out. And you got to know who needs a pat on the back or the butt and who needs a kick in the ass. And you got to decide who can take it and who can't. Because if you're if you're uh, kicking somebody in the ass for messing up and they they can't react to that, then you lose them forever, and, and they'll never be the player. And the same thing if you keep patting someone on the butt when really he needs to kick him in the ass, he's never going to get better too. So you got to really know you know who you're dealing with, especially when you're coaching. Um, you know, and the same with players. We knew I knew I could I could jump on a couple guys on the team and practice or whatever. Uh, and I knew guys you needed
1: to leave alone because it's not gonna work out well. Yeah. Uh let me just get everybody caught up. You're watching. Uh, we got next with former NBA players, Derek Gervin and Paul Mokeski. I'm Ricky Hampton. Uh coming to you on a Monday. Don't forget you can uh, catch this show and all our other shows on the believe.com, Radio Network, believe.com, B-L-E-A-V, uh uh, dot com. Hey, let's wrap up the uh the the NFL, but I I, I want to get your guys' predictions <laughs> on this weekend. But before we we go to that, I do want to ask about your thoughts on what Dallas has in front of it with uh Dak Prescott at quarterback. You know they've invested a ton of money uh, in this guy, and you know he he is. He is turning the ball over like nobody's business, which I think is something that that really should be correctable. But what disturbed me yesterday, guys, was watching him dance around in the pocket. I mean, you got to stay in there and make that throw, even if you're going to take that hit. I'm wondering if that's some residual from that horrific injury he suffered a couple of years ago. (laughs)
0: Well, he He was injured this year. This year, right? And, and he was, was injured this year, yeah. So my question is, you know, the other the backup quarterback went on a roll, right? He got hurt. The backup quarterback went on a roll and pretty much led him into the playoffs. And then and then Dak got healthy, and you know he deserves a spot back. But you know, I have been watching Dallas for a long time. You know, I was in I was in Dallas for five years with the Mavericks, and you know saw it firsthand. And, and to me, Scarily. Dak Prescott is starting to look like Tony Romo, isn't he? <laughs> you know, a guy that has a, a good season and paid a zillion yeah. dollars and can't win playoff games.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good analogy, man. And I'm not a, a big Dak Prescott fan, Ricky, <clears throat> but I think he's a, a very good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. But my biggest problem with this whole situation is I keep hearing about Dak, but I don't hear about wow. the guy that's supposed to put him into position to succeed. Kellen Moore, the guy that called that, you know, they needed a Hail Mary at the end of the game. And what kind of play did he call?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. Well, so I think they that? all the time. Did, I mean, did, They need Hail take, Mary. He throws, what,
0: 10 yards, 8 yards? <laughs> right. What not they, they take 38, 40 seconds to get in? They mismanaged the clock? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, time management has been a problem. For the last two years, it's ridiculous. I mean, you can just hear people in every t- watching every TV. What are you doing? Everybody knows time management.
2: <laughs> and see, that has nothing to do with Dak. So that's what I'm saying. They got more problems than Dak Prescott. Uh, they got a problem called Kellen Moore. They got a problem called Mike McCarthy. Uh, they got a problem called Jerry Jones. They have numerous problems. So uh, to try to put it all on Dak is the only problem I have with it. Um, he he didn't play great, but what about the rest of the guys? Ezekiel Elliott disappeared again. Um, I think he was in Cabo again during the game. So um, they have a history of certain guys not performing, um, and they have to get it addressed this year. But uh, they also have to address that offensive line.
1: And they got a, yeah. money, a lot of money tied up in Dak, and, and he's just not the same back. Hey, hey Ricky,
2: wasn't it about five years ago they probably were headed towards being the best offensive line maybe in history.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, so, and their owner is an owner that falls in love with quarterbacks, and is too loyal to him. He was to Romo, and he's being that way to Dak now.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got him tied up for the next four years. Uh, so we'll say, Hey, your predictions on, 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 uh, on the games this weekend. Let's start in the, uh, AFC.
2: Uh, I I think, um, since in that, I don't think, uh, there, I think since, uh, Kansas City is not the type of team that's going to lose four times in a row to the same team. So for that reason alone, I'm going to pick, uh, Kansas City. And of course, on the other side, you know, in the AFC, I'm going to go, um, with the 49ers in a close one, uh, 28, 26, something like that.
0: But I say the 49ers barely pull it out. I I got the Eagles uh, beating the 49ers on a long bomb at the end of the game that a 49ers receiver drops because it's too cold out. And then I have a a, – and the Chiefs, you know, my heart's with the Chiefs. Uh, but that all depends on how, how Mahomes can recover. Uh, they play on Sunday, correct? Yeah. They uh, Okay, so – so Eagles, so eagles at 3 them.
1: o'clock, uh, Kansas City and Cincinnati at
0: 6.30. Okay, so they play on Saturday. That's an extra day for uh, Mahomes to get better. And I'm guaranteeing you there's a physical therapist living in his house and he's getting oh, yeah. treatment. He's waking him up at 3 in the morning and he's getting treatment, and that's going to continue – um, the other thing is they're playing in Kansas City, right? Yep. So that's another thing that goes with Mahomes. He doesn't have to travel. He doesn't have to get on a plane. And we know getting on a plane with a bad ankle that could swell up. So that's another plus. And they play on Sunday the late game. Those are all pluses. But, um, you know, man, Cincinnati looked really good to me. Um, and Burroughs is no joke. But, you know, if Mahomes is, can go at
1: Eighty percent. I go with the Chiefs too. Okay. Well, let, let's move over to the uh, the association, the National Basketball Association, and uh, see where we are there. Uh, the, the, I guess the big news today: uh, the Lakers uh, trying to Roo. make some kind of move. Hachimura.
2: They,
1: <laughs> they bring in Rua Hachimura from uh, the Washington Wizards, and they gave up. Some of Paul McKessie's favorite things draft picks, draft picks, draft picks.
0: Okay, let's, yeah, let's say this, right? Uh, They gave up three second round picks. Three second round Uh, picks. Guess what uh, uh, Hashimura was? He was the ninth pick in the draft. So, how valuable is that? Well, it's worth three second rounds (laughs) again. Come on, man. But,
1: and and he's (laughs) averaging 13 points, four rebounds, and Mm -hmm. shoot, uh, 34% 34% from uh three point uh range this year, although he has shot actually shot the ball even better than that uh in the past, up near 40. Uh your your thoughts on initial thoughts on this trade, and does that move the ba- ba- the, the 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 wagon forward for the Lakers and all who are playing a little bit better? <laughs>
2: Well, you know, since you guys, uh, you don't believe in the Lakers as much as I do. I'll start it off. Uh, I think the trade helps them a lot. Um, I still think they're one uh, more shooter from being a a real contender. So to me, they're that close. Uh, One shooter from being a real contender. Duncan Robinson, are you out there? Um, But bringing in Hachimura for me is great because it adds toughness. Uh, He's a versatile player. And uh, their team is just continuing to get better. I mean, they just came back from 25 points and won against Portland. And mm-hmm. before that, and before that, they made another big comeback. So um, all signs are pointing up. Uh, guys like Thomas Bryant, who I told you guys about before the season, had 31 points and 14 rebounds. Uh, guys like Gabriel are stepping up. Uh, They're role players, and uh, Russ has been playing phenomenal uh, since he's come off the bench. He's actually been playing the best I've seen him play um, since maybe his first couple of years in the league, and he's playing for the team. So I'm happy to see the Lakers uh, continue to uh, advance, but hopefully I, they'll get one more uh, player, a shooter,
0: and then we can really talk about them being a, a legit contender. Yeah, I mean, I like to trade a lot. is going to, he's 6'7, 6'8, shoots the three. Um, you know, he's, and he's younger, too. So, you know, that helps you with your, with your uh, future. Um, it's, it's interesting that I remember when the Lakers picked up Kendrick Nunn like two years ago from the, from the Pistons. Is that- uh, no, I think he's done in, in The Heat. The heat. Oh. But, but, but he that? didn't
1: play. He said that some injury kept him out the entire year. But well, wasn't it, was he with the Pistons for a while? No.
0: Oh, okay. He was never in Detroit. But uh-uh. well, we all thought that Kendrick Nunn would help the, help the Lakers, and it just, for whatever reason, injuries or whatever, didn't work out. So I, I think it, it's a good trade, and, you know, it puts them closer to where they need to be. I mean, you know, I, I don't believe in the Lakers. I think, you know, but they do. If you have LeBron James, AD, and Westbrook, like Derek said, is playing a lot better, you know, you got a chance. I mean, they're in 12th spot. They're at the 12th spot, but – they're only three and a half games from fifth. Like that is the crazy. West, that's Dallas yeah. who's struggling. I mean, Dallas. Dallas has been three and seven in their last games. So you know, you could this trade and maybe another one could really vault them up into you know fifth, fourth. Who knows if they if they go on a run? So how about that game last night? I watched some of it, but Portland at the end of the first half went on a thirty-six to one run. 36 <laughs> to 1 in the NBA game, not not a sixth grade game. It's 36 to 1. And, and then, then in the and then in the second half, the Lakers did the same thing. I mean, anyway, that was mind-boggling to me. Hey, hey guys, but what that
1: never happened when you guys played in the NBA. Oh no. Why, why <laughs> does that happen then?
2: Because, because everybody's shooting threes, <laughs> we shot layup. We took the easiest shot.
0: <laughs> Today you're programmed, and and they're not taking care of the ball. Turnovers don't matter. My bad. My bad. They just turn the ball over and take bad shots. You know. So you know. But a thirty-six to one. I don't. I don't know how that happens in the NBA game, but but it did. But
1: we, we've seen that happen. Just some extraordinary
2: runs and scores Ricky yeah. I got yeah. a question for you um early in the season would the Lakers have come back from that deficit no, no. so I told you guys the team got was gonna get a lot better yeah and, and you, right. I mean and Derek you are right because they were
1: like two and 13 they, the Lakers are 22 and 25
2: now the games they were losing earlier. The quote, they are winning now, and, and and you look you and and Mo just said it. Okay,
1: the Lakers twenty-two and twenty-five, Oklahoma City is eleven with twenty-four loss. Golden State is twenty-three and twenty-four.
0: The defending NBA champions. Dallas is Dallas is twenty-five and twenty-three. Yeah, and, and that's they're in fifth two spot. games in the loss column. They're in fifth spot, but mm-hmm. that's why it's the wild wild west. So. Anything yeah. can, in the West, anything can happen. I mean, with, yeah. I mean, you're looking oh. at. I, I know don't, Denver's strong. I don't believe in Memphis, Sacramento, Sacramento. No, thank you. New Orleans, Dallas, Clippers are playing better. Kawhi's getting into his own. The Suns are a mess. Minnesota seven, went seven and three. Now they're five hundred. The Jazz are the Jazz. Golden State, they blew a game last night. They should have won at home against the Nets. So. Unless it's Denver who is clearly on top of that, everybody else is everybody else is the same to me. You know? Well,
2: well, that's probably why I kept telling you guys all season the Lakers are gonna be there. Because hey, <laughs> yeah. other than Denver, everybody's up and down. And Memphis, Denver and Memphis are the only two teams that have been consistent. That tells me that hey, hey, you, Go ahead, Ricky. Do, I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry, Derek. I no, I, I didn't mean to cut you off.
2: Go ahead. No, I was just saying, um, with the other teams being up and down, that's what I based it on all season. There, the West has not; the West has changed. If you really look at it, to me, um, the, the West, the East is the better conference right now, and that's mm-hmm. what I was basing it on when I've talked about the Lakers all year. All these teams are in flux, so everybody's up and down in the Western Conference, and when you're like that, that keeps a team like the Lakers in there. That's uh, why I said. Right. I, that's why I never gave up on
0: them. You, yeah, let's right. Remember about a month and a half ago, you know who the best team in the West was? The Vegas. Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz. And Phoenix was number two. And now, now they're nine and uh, seven. And uh, you know Sacramento was all the way down to 10. Now they're back up to three. Derek's right on point with that. And, and I'll tell you what, I, if, if the Lakers could get uh, Duncan Robinson, they, they would become my favorite to be in the finals against Denver in the West.
1: Well, you know they're supposed to get Anthony Davis. They could get Anthony Davis back this week,
0: also. Yeah, but but that's okay. That's great. That'll help them. Yeah, yeah. But a shooter <laughs> like Duncan Robinson, <laughs> that's what you need, right? Now you put him with with uh, Hachimura? and but Austin problem, Reeves will be back. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is, uh, unless you get, unless you can get uh, Miami to take Patrick Beverly, you you can't get uh, uh, Duncan Robinson um because of salaries so you just you know uh, that's why i heard today that before they made this trade with hachimari they were trying to do some bigger three-way trade to bring another team involved and that's what they would have to do to get duncan robinson because duncan robinson makes 17 million this year patrick beverly makes 13 you can make that work but miami i don't think miami would want him uh, the only reason they would want him is patrick beverly is only guaranteed one more this year at 13 million so you're halfway through the season, so you're going to pay him six. Duncan Robinson is owed $54 million, so that would take him off the books, and obviously didn't work there. Unless you do that, you're going to have to combine six players to match that salary. You know, and they're not... Uh, Schroeder, Lonnie Walker, uh, uh, Thomas Bryant, Troy Brown, Austin Reeves, Tascasso, and it'd have to be six of those guys to make that work unless you get a third team involved. But, I mean, I would give... Uh, I would change my mind on uh, the GM of the Lakers if he could get my if he could get Duncan Robinson for Patrick Beverly, he might be Executive of the Year.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, uh, when when I look at the East, you know, I your your old team, the Nets have, have uh, they're hanging in there without uh, Kevin Durant, uh, uh, Derek. I mean, they're five and five in the last ten. Uh, Milwaukee's six and four in the last 10. They're number three, 29 and 17. Brooklyn and Milwaukee's 29 and 17. Uh, sitting on top, uh, the Celtics at 30, 35 and 12, and the Sixers at 30 and 16. Hey, could the Eastern Conference be an old
2: Sixer Celtic uh, battle like back in the day? Well, Uh, Actually yesterday I told somebody right now those are the two teams I see. Uh, I've been watching my Cavs. They don't seem like they're ready yet to make that next step. Uh, They kind of like the Buffalo Bills. They're a year or two away. So right now I'm going to say for me it's uh, Philadelphia and and Boston. Uh, I still don't believe in um, Milwaukee as much even though Middleton is on his way back. Uh, I saw him shooting around with the team and all that. So He's not that far off. But yeah, for me, definitely it will be right now, Philadelphia and Boston. Um, A lot of people don't believe in Philly and I'm one of those people. But if they continue to play the way they're playing with James Harden, thinking more as a point guard instead of a score, then I think Philly can be a team that definitely can come out the um, Eastern Conference. Uh, It's funny. I believe in them more than... uh, a friend of mine whose son plays on the team. <laughs> so, so, if they keep Harden continues to play well and play and shares the ball, yeah, I think they definitely could be a team that could contend with Boston in the Eastern Conference.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Um, you know, I do believe the Bucks are going to get back up there. Giannis has been Giannis has been out. Middleton's been out. They're both coming back soon, and they were six and four in the last ten games, twenty nine and seventeen. You know, I think they're right in the mix. I think the Nets are in the mix. Cavs are too young. Miami is up and coming. They're 26 and 22. They're in the sixth spot. Remember when they were like in the 13th spot? <laughs> Victor Depot, Paul. He's healthy, man. Yeah. And also, we to, we'll talk about trades. I think uh, Miami is, is up for a trade. And if if it's uh, Duncan Robinson or whoever, and they can get a legitimate big, like a big body, like we've been talking about for a year now, Derek, uh, they can make a run at this thing and get into the top. But, you know, right now you're looking at Boston, Philly, Bucks, and Nets. Um, kind of like the old days, right? That is like the old days. You know? Paul, one of those teams
2: better go out to Serge Ibaka.
0: Who's with Milwaukee
2: now, right? Yeah, but he's on the trading block. They already talked yeah. about a trade, so he's on yeah. his way out. So the Nets, yeah. for me, the Nets need to look at Rashawn Holmes from Sacramento or I'll take uh, Serge Ibaka. But they definitely need another big uh, to compliment Nick's, Nick Claxton because I love Nick, and he might be uh, the defensive player of the year right now. But against certain players like Embiid and Brook Lopez, he doesn't have the girth, and that's something that will end up hurting them in the playoffs because the playoffs is more half court, and Embiid will be down low more so than he is in the regular season. So they, to me, they need another big man. Yeah. There's a clear – Top four and it, it. This is nothing like the,
1: the West. It's a clear divide with the first four teams. Boston, well, Philly, uh 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 Milwaukee and, and New Jersey.
0: You gotta put the Cavs in there because they're 29 and 19. You, you, so they're they're right up there, but there is a clear divide between the top five and the rest. And in, in, in uh the west, it's Denver and Memphis, I guess record-wise, but Denver's pushing themselves. But like talking about, talk about a trade for Sacramento, they're they've done that Sacramento will not do anything right now. They, they just moved into third spot and they've just they've been seven and three in the last 10. So I don't think they'll they'll do anything um trade wide.
1: They can score the ball, Sac- Sacramento. My my uncle, I, I am in Philadelphia tonight, uh broadcasting live from Philly, and my uncle just said, man, Embiid beating hard and Harden misses too many games. <laughs> yeah. These Philly fans, that's tough on them,
2: man. That's All you, da- all you, Dave Zinkoff's in Philly. Oh, <laughs> but you guys are right, Hey Ricky tell him he's right though.
1: Uh, Derek actually played in Philly his uh his, his, his rookie. Yeah, year I spent some time in- with
2: those guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: but 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 man, if, if you get Philly in the playoff and tell and be go to the low post and do
0: work. It could be
2: a problem. No, you're he's not doing. Him, he's never.
0: He's never going to do that ever. Just, he said Elijah doesn't have an IQ.
2: So he's yeah. saying now this is the guy that's running around doing the helicopter, right? And then crying in the playoffs like a baby. But he's saying Akeem Elijah doesn't
0: know what he's talking about. He doesn't have a basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. He, he just he just had a quote that I just read that said no big guy uh, can. Should play in a post on a winning team, something like that. That's a beat. He's never going to go down there.
2: <laughs> but he's so good in there, man.
0: He... Yeah, yeah. Great. He's good he's in tough. there, but he, he's not so good in here.
1: But he's even going I mean, to his
0: knock. I mean, don't you know? Uh, don't go. There is no low post. Don't go low post. Go to three quarter post. T- Tim Duncan angle, just as good. You know, and it's a. It's treated like a post up. You know, so there's your there's your uh, give and take. Okay, we won't low post you, but we'll three quarter to Tim Duncan. Okay, you know, I mean, he's unstoppable down there. I mean,
2: these um, these um, Dylan Brooks guys and John Morantz and you know all these guys are disrespecting their elders. <laughs> what have you guys done? Yeah. What has Dylan Brooks done? He had the nerve to call Shannon Sharp a blocker, Dylan Brooks. If, Shannon, if Dylan Brooks played 30 years in the NBA, Shannon would still have more accolades than he would. <laughs> and that's part of the problem with this society today. These young kids are so disrespectful, man. It's, it's ridiculous.
0: Hey, how about how about what um, uh, uh, Damian Lillard said to, um, uh, what's his name from the Lakers at the free throw line? Patrick uh, Beverly uh, about, about kicking his butt. I'll kick your butt. Well he didn't say butt, but we know. Yeah, it. but but yeah, it's so stupid because all of this It's all it wolf was- tickets. It's all wolf ticket. If you said that in our day, okay, we're gonna find out. Let's go. <laughs> but but when you guys play gas talk trash, right? Larry Bird? No, if, but if you said that in our day, if you said that, we're gonna fight. We're okay, let's go. And then we'll yeah. both be fin- kicked out of the game, and we'll both be fined fifteen hundred dollars, and get a call from the league. Don't do that anymore. That's what would happen. Ricky, now, remember now. Yeah, tell it again, yeah. Paul. Say, say it again, Paul. <laughs> I think they. But should, now, yeah. but now they know no one's going to fight because it's going to cost you five games and, and ten million dollars or or whatever. So you can say whatever you want when you when, if you're. That's like someone on the other side of a bulletproof glass. Yelling up upset, you know, you can't touch me. You can't. Yeah, because there's glass in between us. <laughs> Ricky, if, if Greg Anthony tells Derek Harper
2: we're gonna fight, they're gonna fight right then. Okay. Yeah. We're from we from a different cloth. Right. I first of all, I, hate, I hate that we're even talking about fighting, but since we've been
0: real about it, but you know what? You know what? When you know that you possibility of fighting, most players won't go there because they don't want to fight. So they won't even say that stuff. Paul, I noticed none of those guys met me at the bus
2: that was talking about they wanted to fight. I'm being honest because I was at the bus. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't don't talk about it. Don't talk about it if you're not going to be about it. Just play the game. When when you know there's going to be a a response, if you talk trash and threaten stuff and you're going to have to put up or shut up, you don't threaten stuff as much. Now you know there's no accountability. I can I could be at the fifth line and tell you anything I want. I'm gonna kick your mom's ass. I'm gonna kick you in. Paul, yeah, exactly. Yeah, then, George, you know, George like... Clarkson. <laughs> but, but you he, know, I, I think we did that like he did that like eight times in his career. He never threw one punch.
1: <laughs>
0: but I, but I think when you guys
1: played, the the physical aspect of the game was was just. I mean, this is what happens. If I go in here, Paul Mokessi's gonna knock me down. I mean you know, there,
0: that was you know, there, there was less talking because you can't talk if you have to put up or shut up. So you don't talk. And now you can talk all you want. Everyone's talking. So it's like because there's no there's no recourse. I can tell, hey, hey, Ricky, I'm gonna kick your ass, come out to the bus and meet me. And just like Derek said, I'm gonna be eating my sandwich over here, you're gonna be at the bus waiting for me because there's no response. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, you got
2: to think too on, on a serious
0: note, uh, quickly guys
2: didn't talk when we played and like, you you know, Bird and those guys and Mike and them had their fun when they had the ball on the wing and all that, but you didn't have time to talk in the paint because you were in the paint, it was almost like being a boxer, you better make sure you got your mouth guard in, so don't be opening that mouth talking trash you better be uh, making sure you just focus on not getting your jaw broke, and I hate to say it that way, but it, that's just the way the game was then And and, and, and Derek, when you when you guarded Larry Bird, I mean
1: he he would talk. He he said when he said it's on both of you. Yeah. Did you go back and try to pay him back? I want to score. score, You
2: can score with the best of them. Yeah, I want to score on the other game. Hey Ricky, I gotta tell you this though, to be honest now, you're talking about one of my favorite all-time players. I don't idolize a whole lot of guys. Well, when you started talking about the Dr. J's and the Larry Bird's, I was actually honored that he uh. was even talk, talking to me, to be honest with you. So I had I hadn't got to fully establish myself in the NBA yet, like I was on my way to doing before my injury. But just to have Larry Bird talking, that's a story I could share for the rest of my life. And I'll, I'll never
0: forget it. I was honored. Yeah, Here's the difference. Here's the difference. I'm going to take you to the rap. Uh, I was on both of yours. Uh, You know, I'm gonna come down and I'm gonna I'm gonna dunk on your head. That's the difference of saying I'm gonna kick your ass. Yep, total different. different. Things. You totally said cool. that, Ricky. Okay, there okay. yeah, you
2: go, Paul. I, I yeah. I,
1: yeah. I, that's why I love talking basketball with you guys. You guys been there, done that, and and the insight and perspective you give our viewers and our listeners all over the place really get to take that. And man, we're
2: already at at, at now. Can I, can I do something? Can I say this Absolutely. quickly before we get Absolutely. off? Um, and I'm not going to get emotional. I'm going to try my best, okay? Um, but, you know, all of us, you, myself, Paul, we mentor kids. And there's a lot of people that listen to this show that are mentors. Um, I got a call this morning, actually, today, what, Monday? I got a call, this, uh, one of my former players from Girvin. He actually played, and I'm not exaggerating, he uh, had a little, he had a Kyrie Irving game. The best player that came through George Irving when I was there, for the 14 years I was there, um, I became a mentor to him. Uh, he had some challenges off the court. And I'm sadly, I'm going to say that uh, Walter Hill, I love you, Walt uh, took his own life Saturday. And oh, so uh, I just want to send my uh, condolences to his family. Uh, I'm glad that people reached out to me because they know how important he is to me. But this message is for all of you. All we can do is try to do our best as mentors. We're not with the young people uh, 24 hours a day. So all we can do is do our part. But even through doing our part, we'll never know what they're actually going through in their entire lives and their 24 hours a day. So we just have to be mindful of that. But if you're out there doing your best to help mentor, Believe me, I'm giving you all my love from the bottom of my heart, and I'm thanking you for doing your job, doing the best that you can do.
0: warm prayers of with you. Yeah, uh, our prayers are with you and their family. D. Yeah. Uh, here's the help. other thing: for any any people, kids, or anybody that is struggling like that, um, you know, know that you're not alone, and there's services out there. It's it, it's not worth it. Your life is worth more. Uh, Talk, reach out to somebody, anybody, uh, before you even think about doing something like that.
1: Yeah, Uh, absolutely.
0: Great message, message, Paul. Thank you.
1: Yeah, and and, and, you know, there's a suicide crisis uh, lifeline. If you dial 988, that will connect you right to the suicide crisis lifeline. That's anywhere in the country. Uh, Rick, well
2: ricky it, it breaks my heart and i say quick because i used to uh you know our guys call you in the middle of the night and i've always yeah. told the the young men or young ladies i'm 24 7 so when a guy calling you and uh, you have to run over and you know help him get back or uh, help with his hotel whatever it may be um just to try to help any way you can rather it's a glass of water man i mean just the fact that we're out trying to help someone. That's why we're really put on this earth. It's, um, you have We're here to have to procreate, but also to care about human life. So I'm, I'm sad That's, tonight, but I also think about all the good times. I love you, Walter. I'll never forget you.
1: Well, guys, this has been a phenomenal evening as usual. I want to thank all our viewers out there, all our listeners out there. Don't forget, you can watch this show on the uh, – you can listen to the uh, – the, the podcast of the show on believe.com that's b-l-e-a-v.com we got next with former nba players paul mokeski and Derek gervin i'm ricky hampton we'll see you next monday we're going to talk about who won these games when we get back on here next monday i'll see you mom i'll see you
2: <laughs>
1: peace everybody thanks for i love you guys Listen love you
2: right. have a All great right. night
0: thank you for listening to believe